we're, we're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 226. We're going to get to 250. Maybe we'll get to 300. I was having a conversation with somebody. I was like, you know what? This podcast still ain't dead. And one day I'm going to be famous. And one day I'm going to be rich. And one day you're going to turn on Talking Nets and there's going to be a big ass studio. And there's going to be actual like Brooklyn Nets in there. Hmm. If I keep this thing alive, if I keep this thing going, that's a possibility. Thanks for joining us today. We got Mike from Mike Delivers Pod. He also does the only existing Knicks and Nets pod out there. Mike, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Yeah, lucky me. Bad weather fans. I get to do my podcast recording tonight with a Nick fan after they play the Pacers and probably win their ninth in a row. So for the Nets, for Net fans out there, you know, imagine having to deal with the net crap and then having to look at the team across the river that's playing its best basketball in a long time. It's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to get to that for sure. What's up, Alex? How are you feeling today? Speaking of bad weather, I happen to be not feeling too good, slightly under the weather. It just comes with the territory of having a nine-month-old son. Um, yeah, I mean, now the, I think today is like the first day in the city where there's actually sun, so there's some positivity going on. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I don't know. I saw, I saw a post that we ended, we ended January with nine straight days of no sun, and I didn't know. Yeah. That, that, was, that was if, crazy. If I didn't so. see that, I wouldn't have known. If somebody would have asked me, I would just every day just rolls on. I'm a night owl. I do the night shift on WFAN. I'm up till three in the morning. I don't even sun the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I think that's a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to mention Kevin Durant coming back. So obviously, this is what we're going to do on the pod. Uh, we got the next 40 minutes, 50 minutes to talk about what the title says a BS return and KD's return. So Ben Simmons actually returned uh, from November 6th to January 30th. Uh, they took their time with this guy's epidural, my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. They they figured out, uh, you know, how to get him on the floor. And actually, he was very effective. So we'll start there, and then we'll get to Kevin Durant's return. Uh, what I'll say is, man, watching that game Monday night, I was pleasantly surprised. I have been referring to Ben Simmons as BS for some time now. I thought it was BS that, you know, he wasn't really traveling with the team, but he could travel to London. I thought it was, or uh, Paris. I thought it was BS that, you know, this guy uh, talked to reporters and they're asking him for a timeline. And he's just like, there is no timeline. I think it's BS that he has these phantom injuries that like MRIs can't detect and like no, no doctor can diagnose to say it's, it's this amount of time, right? Like, like speaking of the Knicks, Julius Randle separates his shoulders. It's a three to six week time frame. Ben Simmons gets hurt. And it's day by day. We'll check in two weeks. That's BS to me. So for him to actually come back Monday, the over-unders for his, I'll pull all that stuff up before I pass the mic. The over-unders, no one was expecting him to ball. If you put $100 on Ben Simmons to have a double-double, that would have turned into $3,400. It was plus 3400 Like, that's ridiculous. So nobody was expecting that. And um, you know what we also weren't expecting? Him to step on the floor. And not for nothing, I'll give him the credit, right? He made everybody better. 
How many behind the back passes did this guy try to do? How many times did you see him just give the ball up, get it back to him, give it up? And it's like, oh, Cam Thomas layup. Oh, Mikael Bridges open three. Um, this team needs a point guard. This team needs a facilitator. Everyone's tired of Spencer Dinwiddie, respectfully. And um, Ben Simmons for one night actually made Jacques Vaughn say, hey, look, look, I can coach. Mike, what'd you think on Monday night? Ben Simmons return against the Utah Jazz. 147 points, right? Three points away from the all-time high for the Brooklyn Nets. New Jersey yeah, Nets. It, it, it's a lot about, you know, we always talk about like when you get a big win in the NFL. But what do you do the next week to follow it up, right? If you lose the next game, that win the previous week doesn't really mean as much. And that's exactly what happened. So as positive as it was and as excited as I want to be about Ben Simmons in 18 minutes on triple-double watch, He's then out the next game. They look like dog crap versus um, the Suns, especially in the second half. And they have nobody to run the offense. You mentioned Spencer Dinwiddie, what's happened there. And it's a disaster. So I want him to be out there. I don't think he's the superstar player, obviously, that he was in Philly. He's not an all-NBA guard. But if he's going to be on the court, he's somebody that can help the team. I think that's pretty obvious. When he's on the court, he helps the team. He makes them better. So when he's out after one game tease, it's just the worst. And I don't think anybody that can go out there and realistically expect him to be a part of this organization and games, you are just tricking yourself and wanting to believe in it. It's not going to happen. He'll play a game here or there, but it's going to not be consistent. There is nothing. There is no track record to prove that. And he does. And he always says that he loves playing in Brooklyn. I'm sure he does. Nobody holds him accountable. The media doesn't care. And he's kind of just lost in the abyss where he can just make 40 million bucks and get away with it. And he can shop till he drops because this is New York, the fashion capital of the world. What do you think, Alex? Alex, you frozen? Sorry, my, my mic was muted. Uh, my bad. Damn, Alex. You uh, come on, yeah. bro. You, you don't did how many episodes? I'm just messing with you. Go for it. Um... I, I I thought uh, that game against Utah was probably the first time I actually had fun watching the team this season. Because uh, I mean, maybe maybe early on in the season I did, but uh, you know, there's always that one there's always that one game that the Nets have where you kind of like look back after the season ends and you're sort of thinking, what what was that game where you know that popped out? You know, like. Back when D'Lo was on the team, it was that King comeback. Back uh, even last season, uh, they came back down from like almost thirty uh, to beat the Celtics at TD Garden. Yeah, um, you know, there's a bunch uh, like each season, and th there really hasn't been one this season. And not necessarily like uh, a game where you remember back, but it was just fun to watch because Ben Simmons did make everyone better. Um, and I, I, I don't blame, uh, I don't blame him for getting injured because why, why would he be in with three minutes left or up by 20, uh, when the game's over and he's on a minutes restriction? Uh, it didn't really make sense to me. Like even, even before he, uh, cause I saw the play happen and I'm like, Oh, that was kind of a awkward landing. Um, and I was just kind of, uh, baffled why he was in the game. I'm just like, play the young guys, play the. G leaguers, you know, play the guys who don't usually get minutes, and and then he gets hurt. So I don't blame him for getting hurt. I don't blame him for missing time. Um, it's just sort of at this moment in time, 
where you know a lot of people don't want Jock Vaughn as a coach where I don't I don't it's it's sort of crossed the line where I don't blame him anymore you know where like he can only do so much to make this team okay at, with or without Ben Simmons and it's sort of gone to Sean Marks now because you know he hasn't made any moves everyone uh, like there's been a bunch of reports saying the Nets will be active come deadline day for the trade deadline and nothing's happened like or nothing significant has happened and that's worrisome I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets don't do anything if they don't do anything that's not on the players that's not on the you know it's not on uh, Jacques Vaughn uh it, it comes from it comes from the front office so uh that's what I think when it comes to like it also I think it also comes down to actually how Ben Simmons plays and his health because they actually wanted to test out what how, probably how he played and how they want to build this team around him so uh I think that's also a big problem yeah I don't know I think at this point I've just surrendered I don't care I know this season it's not what are we doing this season making the play in like to be mad at Jacques Vaughn, to be mad at Ben Simmons. I still am going to hold Ben Simmons to the fire because he's a, a max contract player. And I feel like he had no business ever being a Brooklyn net. And I mean, I'm still going to look at Sean Marks as like, you're the only one dumb enough to take that trade to add this guy. So I'm just not mad. I just like, it's just very like matter of factly, like looking at where we are this year sucks. And, you know, even as, you know, Mike mentioned in the, in the intro about, uh, the Knicks, like Nick, part of Knicks fans enjoying their success this year is also enjoying our demise. Like it goes hand in hand. It is crazy. So here's a box score from Monday night. Yeah. Uh, leave Cam Thomas in the starting lineup. I don't know why it took so long for that to just be like, whatever, uh, just leave the kid in the starting lineup. KD sang his praises last night. And I don't know. I don't know. I guess. You can watch the kid play basketball a hundred times and still not know. So he drops 25. And like I said, it wasn't just him uh, jumping 10 feet in the air to shoot a three-point shot. It was, he was getting layups. He was getting to the rack. Um, Mikael Bridges, 33 points. Oh, wow. It, it, it's funny how Mikael Bridges looks different when he doesn't have to be the facilitator, create his own shot, be the number one, dribble, get open, get to the mid-range. Like when he can just find – a space to be in and raise up and knock down the three back-to-back -back nights with six or more made threes. He had six on Monday. He had six last night in the loss, 33 points for him. Good. Nick Claxton. I Last night I was looking at Nick Claxton like, yo, Nick Claxton is a franchise. If we think about one franchise player, they don't believe in Cam Thomas. But Nick Claxton, I don't believe they're going to trade. And uh, he's homegrown. And we're finally getting the Nick Claxton that we wanted. He let us down. Uh, the first few years, but he's finally hitting the, you know, I mean, I know he's not the best center in the NBA, but he, he's he's decent. He gave you 11 points, 10 rebounds. He's starting to handle the rock. Uh, he's got just the, the right attitude that I like, the right confidence that I like. Look how many guys are in double digits. How many guys in, in double digits? That's how you score almost 150 points. Uh, shout out to Dennis Smith Jr., who also has the right attitude, mentality, uh Lonnie Walker Lonnie Walker's looking for a home he's on the minimum he stays here Sean Marks that's a no-brainer 19 for him uh Ben Simmons when you look at Ben Simmons he almost had he almost messed around had a triple double 10 points 11 assists eight rebounds that's crazy 
And when we talk about the minutes, like why was he still in the game? Because they probably had a, a certain amount of minutes they wanted to get him to. Maybe they wanted to get him to 20 minutes. He gets 18 minutes and he gets hurt. Of course, that's just our luck and his luck. And the guy is fragile. He's big for nothing. The guy is like, I don't know. It's just, I, I hate that he's on this team. It, it's so annoying to, to like actually watch the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA and Ben Simmons, all the people that make fun of Ben Simmons from Sixers fans to NBA fans. Like we have inherited that too. Oh, uh, Cam, Cam Johnson, um, 17 points for him. So it's a win. Uh, ultimately coming out of that game Monday, you felt good. Like that's the thing. Like, like Alex said, it was the most fun you had watching uh, the team. I wish I put any money on Ben Simmons for the first <laughs> time since November 6, Ben Simmons is available to play for the Brooklyn Nets. I just told you he had 10, 11, and 8. They had this guy at four and a half rebounds. He almost doubled that. Three and a half assists. He he more than doubled that. Assist plus rebounds is like if you would have just played the overs and just like, you know, put 100 on him to make a double-double, you would have made out like a bandit that night. If they had some way for you to bet on him getting hurt as well, you also would have cashed because that just comes with the territory. So. Uh, I'll pass it around for you guys to add anything else that you got from Monday night's game against the Utah Jazz. They were scoring 120 points uh, for a long time. They're on a little bit of a skid. Obviously, West Coast team, uh, well, not West Coast team, but a Western Conference team out West coming East. Uh, tough on them. They cooled off. Obviously, the Knicks smoked them as well. Um, anything else you guys want to add from Bodega Night? 41 performed. I, I know you guys might not know 41. Uh, maybe you do. Some people in the chat might not know, but I should have went just to see 41 perform at half. Bodega night. Sean Marks, Joe Sy, can we get a Bodega cat? I know Doug Barrick, who was on the show last week, was saying, can we get a damn Bodega cat mascot? If you can trade Dorian Finney-Smith for a Bodega cat mascot, do it. If you can trade uh, Spencer Dinwiddie for a, a mascot, do it. Man, you're you know it's a bad place when you're talking about trading your most valuable um, trade assets. And you want to get a cat? I mean, I'm always into having a cat on the team. <laughs> I'm wearing a cat hat right now, uh, as I'm a cat dad as well. So I love that. Same, I think same. you know, push back a little bit, Alex, with just Vaughn. I don't think the Nets are 19 and 28 bad. If you look at their last two weeks of games, every game they lost, and I don't want to rehash all of them, but. The Heat game should have won. The T-Wolf game, game could have won. The Clipper game, and it goes on. And the, the Trailblazer game. This team has enough talent. Not to be, I'm not saying they're a good team, but not to be on these skids where every game they're losing at the very end. And to me, that's on coaching and establishing what's happening in the locker room. So I agree on the front that Sean Marks has to figure some things out. Obviously, this team is going nowhere with no draft picks and kind of be stuck in if they're going to make the play-in game. But at the same time, I think a little elevated coaching, and this team's not 19 and 28, right? I think they're 24 and 25, 23 and 26. They had so many winnable games, and they just, it starts to steamroll, and you lose your confidence. And you go into these games. I'm watching the Nick game in the second half in the fourth quarter, and I'm texting in a group chat with Nick fans, and they're like, oh, you guys got us on this one. I'm like, watch, watch what's going to happen. Oh, and yeah. It happens each and every week. I was at the game. game. So it's sitting next to Evan Roberts. We both knew. We we're like, it's inevitable. He's coming. Yeah, they're gonna find well, a way to Evan. lose. Yeah, Evan knew. Evan was Evan was calculating how it would go down. Right? What, what, would it be a nine zero Knicks run? Uh, would it be uh, stupid fouls or just missed shots or who knows? So yeah, we yeah, watched so them I, blow I, I, games. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 not that. 
not that this is all on Vaughn because he's working with what he's got, but I do think they're better than their record indicates. Now I think it's toast because they've gone through this stretch and it is what it is. And the it, depending on what happens at the deadline um, and which direction you want to go in, you know, you could go into let's salvage the season and be a nine, eight seed, or do you want to get more assets and just blow it up and not care? You don't have a pick, but um, yeah, I think this team's a little better than what they've shown because of just all these, you know, heart crushing losses. Alex. Um, I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, like where would that take us? Like that would take us. Oh, I agree. Just, like there would just be another, we would just be another playing team and at best case scenario, we'll probably but be. That, th- they, that's good enough for Sean Marks and Joe Sy, right? Like we've been swept out of the playoffs three out of the last four years. If they can get to the play in, if they can get to the playoff the year after having the superstars, they'll say, look at us, look what we did, you know, after the fact. Fans, yeah. we don't want that. Like, yeah. but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have anything more to add in terms of the Utah game, but um, it just it just kind of showed. I I said at the beginning of the season where, you know, Jacques Vaughn, he uh, he I've I've already um like you know accepted the fact that he he'll be on the team until at least the beginning of next season. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, the, the thing is he had a plan A of how to build this team around Ben Simmons, and you saw that against Utah, and you saw that against the first six games where we went three, uh, three, uh, three and three. Uh, yeah, that's what it was before he got hurt. Um, and, like, you, you saw how the team played. They played well. We, uh, Keith and I talked about how we didn't play any bad games in, those first, in that uh, beginning stretch, um, and you just kind of – now sort of just sit here and think why is Jacques Vaughn not changing it up? And then, you know, we were at, there was a stretch where we just went drop, uh, drop coverage and was just letting open threes left, right and center. And then he's now, and then, well, I mean, we'll talk about in the Suns game, how we just had no defense where, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it like Jacques Vaughn just doesn't have a plan B and he talked about how there's no all-stars on this team and how like, I don't really coach this team or something. He says something like that, but I, 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 I said it in the last, in my last spiel, where I, I've come to the realization where I just, I just don't blame him anymore. Where, like, the team is, is even with Ben Simmons would be a playing team, and Sean Marks uh, will also get into the, all the other stuff, uh, all the other reports that were uh, happening uh, uh, during the weekend. Yeah, let's uh, take some time to hit the chat. Appreciate y'all throwing money in the chat. Pimp name Slickback, $5. Said, fellas, I know y'all heard the news about the Rockets trade. If Houston is talking, you need to find a way to get all of our picks back. And with you saying that, uh, I would like to go to this. Shout out uh, Scotto, Michael Scotto, our guy, uh, Michael Scotto from Hoops Hype. He's at the arena. I uh, used to run into Michael a lot. And now I see he's doing the put back with Ian Begley. Keep doing your thing, Scotto. So the NBA Central um, read his article, and it says exactly this. The Houston Rockets are interested in Mikael Bridges and are open to trading a combination of the draft picks acquired in the James Harden deal back to Brooklyn to facilitate a trade. Recently, the Houston Rockets were among the teams to register trade interest in Bridges. League sources told Hoops Hype. Houston was prepared to send back several of Brooklyn's unused remaining draft picks from the James Harden trade, but talks never got to that stage because the Nets declined to entertain anything for Bridges when Houston inquired. And I don't know 
Why? I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know what it is? I think it is ego. I think it is stubbornness. I think Miguel Mikel Bridges is a very good player. Uh, I won't say very good. I think he's a good player. I, I don't think that you're above not trying to get back some of what you lost. How many times have I screamed on this podcast, <clears throat> you don't accept the Ben Simmons trade because in trading Harden, you, like, you, you, you gave up Karis LeVert, you gave up Jared Allen, you gave up uh, Rody, Rody, Rody with a Dabba Ranch. I know we don't care about Rody on Kuroots. You gave away picks that you couldn't give that you couldn't get back. You gave those away for Fat Harden. And then when Fat Harden quit on the team because he didn't want to be the only star playing the same way he was only star in Houston, you actually stayed on the phone with Daryl Morey and let him debo you in, into taking Ben Simmons' headache on. And now, right, okay, you trade away KD and you get back some picks and you get Mikael Bridges. And now you're so set on building around Bridges. Bridges is the star. Man, go back to your homegrown guys. And, and and recoup those picks. But I get it. Brooklyn Bridges, I tweeted out, Brooklyn Bridges is locked in. They have a vision, and they want Mikhail to be here. I don't know if it's got anything to do with the whole Villanova Wildcats reunion across the river. Like, no, 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 you'll never get this guy. And, you know, ESPN floated this. I think we talked about this. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but I definitely talked about it on WFAN, suggesting that uh, Bridges joins the Knicks. And we get Evan Fournier, Quentin Grimes. Hell no, not interested. And then a bunch of picks. And it's just like, I, I'm sorry, bros. I'm sorry, bros. Mikael Bridges loves to smoke a layup. I tweeted that out too. How many layups have I watched Mikael Bridges miss? He's a good player. He's a good defender. Great mid-range game. Can shoot the three. But like, what are you winning? He like the he's under control for two more years. Like you're you're not winning anything in those next two years. Like to to swallow your pride, get some of your picks back. You won't entertain the conversation. There's nobody over there you might not want on, on top of picks. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I um, to 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 go to the second part with the Knicks trade. I do think the assets are there. You know, the Fournier is just a throw in for the contracts. Uh, Grimes is fine. He hasn't developed as much as I think people would like. But you get four picks back. I like that trade. Just the problem is the team you're doing it with. Uh, and the team that's set up to possibly win a championship if you add Mikel Bridges. So you can't do that. Um, it just, you could never, like the Yankees and Mets, Mets sending over the Yankees the prime final piece to win a championship. It's a no-go. You can't do that. Uh, as far as the Rockets are concerned, you know, when Sean Marks took the job, the Nets were in a terrible place, right? They had no draft picks. They were awful. They had no talent. And Sean Marks found a way to get out of that hole and took him to a spot where Kyrie and Kevin Durant chose the Nets. There was no trades. There was no clearing space. They were good to go. This version of Sean Marks now has lived through that past experience. So to make a trade for Mikel Bridges for Rocket picks, which are their own picks, would be a slight to the ego and would definitely show an indication that the full rebuild is on and would be hurtful to everything that they had done in the past and difficult to, to swallow. If we had Sean Marks, who was taking the job back in, what, 2015, 2016, and that trade was proposed, he would do it in a second. Yeah. But because the history of the last six years has taken place, he can't take that trade anymore. This is a guy that traded Brooke Lopez and got D'Lo right in picks back. You're telling me that he wouldn't do this, this version, that version of Sean Marks, 
would make that trade in a second. But because of the history that's happened in this organization, and it's a trade that he did, he will not go back and entertain it. If this was a previous regime that made the trade, that trade would have happened, and those picks would have been swapped. And that's exactly why. I, that's exactly why I don't. I, I'm starting to, you know, uh, look under the microscope of Sean Marks because I'm sorry. That gives you the perfect opportunity to rebuild. Like that, I literally mentioned it. I, it was one of these episodes where I would say. Uh, you know, hold on to Mikhail Bridges unless you unless Houston send back some picks, and it's literally right there on a silver platter, and you know, and you reject it because I, I either either the, it's some mad genius like strategy where you go into a bidding war and maybe you get even more assets, uh, maybe down the line during the off season, but but I just can't see that happening because you know they they somehow want to try and trade for probably an all-star and try and trade for someone that they can pair with instead of just going for a full rebuild because a full rebuild will actually take us in a direction where you can actually build around homegrown guys instead of trying to trade for a star. I mentioned it so many times. It's so rare for a team winning a championship for just trading for players. You know, Mikhail Bridges isn't a homegrown guy. I think a lot of people forget that. I mean, he we treat him as one, obviously. But, Shit, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, it hasn't even been a year yet. Like, and I think Alex, we were you were talking about it when we were playing the Rockets. Whatever episode when we were playing the Rockets, we had a similar conversation about this. And it's just like, man, this this organization is willing to be completely embarrassed, be the laughing stock of the city. And the league all for pride, right? That's all it was with this whole like with Kyrie and the nonsense with Kyrie. It was a lot of pride and ego. This is my team. You're bringing it like obviously Kyrie brought on a lot of negative stuff, but it was Joe size pride and ego with KD the summer uh, before they got out of here. Joe side went out of his way to say I like back. I'm backing Sean Marks and Steve Nash and 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 we have good people. No, you don't. No, you don't. And the fans are fed up with it. And I want to give some light to the fans in the chat. Joey uh, and BK, appreciate you, bro. Always in here. We're in basketball hell with this team. <laughs> Facts. Jared Williams, early gang, always in here. The Nets, this Nets team is so frustrating to watch. Like, we we can't even enjoy basketball right now. Hey, fellas. Where, what else did Jared say? Jared said, uh, I broke the like, like button. So that's your cue to hit like, hit like. And share. I know we have a good amount of people watching on Twitter too. What's up to uh, the the people watching on on Twitter live? And I think we have some people on Twitch, and then obviously the YouTube gang. Uh, Ramon, what up, Ramon? Appreciate you, fam. Always in here. And uh, who else pulled up? T Rexy, T Rexy, T Rexy. Also a cat guy, Mike. You see T Rexy's cat in the picture. <laughs> yes. One, two, three cat guys. Alex, are you a cat dog? You might be a dog guy. You might be a cat. You might be a no animal guy. I don't know. I'm actually allergic to cats. I'm more of a dog guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats too, but I yeah. got one of those hyper allergenic fine ass cats. My cat, I, my cat, I can sleep with. Uh, shout out to my cat, Toon. Uh, Toon loves me. And I never thought I would, I would love a cat or, or I, you know, my wife did that to me. My wife planted Same. this cat in here. And I was like, I don't even think we're going to interact. Now I interact with the cat more than anybody. Anyway, uh, bad weather fans in here. 
everything Mike says is a lie. Like, why are you bringing that energy, bro? Why are you that, that's not he me. said he was joking. You said he was joking after that. <laughs> I know. I'm getting there. I'm yeah, getting there. Yeah. <laughs> not surprised. Um, What's your co-host name? Alex, right? Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know Alex. He's got heavy Knicks energy, so I don't interact with him online. I just, you know, stay in my place and do what I do over there. One day I'll meet you, Alex, and then once we actually meet, I'll, I'll uh, act like you exist on the internet. Love from Jamaica, Jamaica. Well, who else in here? Who else in here? Who else in here? Uh, where are these game stats from? Oh, what's up, Mike? Um, the the game stats that I showed were from. This was from. No, this is old. Uh, oh no, this is from. I think this is from last night. It's tough to to screenshot and put the. This is from the. Utah game. Uh, it's tough to screenshot and put the. Uh, Thing here with like the whole screenshot of the whole box score this one is not old this is from the suns game which we're about to get to but i'm giving everybody love in the chat that pulled up shout out to uh my guy mike long-suffering nets fan as well uh t-rexy said when ben plays this team looks like a playoff team if not lottery picks team how sick is that and i talked about it all year that uh, again this organization uh, I'm mad at them for thinking that they could count on Ben Simmons. They actually believe the hype. They see this guy every day and actually believe that he was going to stay healthy and uh, be a factor. Rahala, what up? Need a point guard that stays on the floor. The opposite of BS. And, uh, man, there's so much in the chat now. I'm trying to get back to the bottom. Big fan breezy. W light in the background, Keith. Yeah, I had to match the Casamigos because I drink it and they paying me for it. Big Fan Breezy knows the deal. Big Fan Breezy, I was watching your channel, bro. We got to get you on. I know we got to figure out the work schedules. Um, I was feeling that intro song. Somebody, whoever, somebody from Brooklyn, I don't know. Um, the intro song is dope on your channel. Follow Big Fan Breezy for his Brooklyn Nets content as well. And uh, let's see. Bad Weather Fan says, no way the Nets trade bridges to the Knicks ever. No, they just won't. Like, And I said that on the radio. I'm like, you know, I, I heard somebody call like, Will the Nets trade us Makai Bridges? I'm like, first off, you don't even know his name. Second off, no. Like, talk about ego. Talk about them, like, not swallowing their pride. You think they're going to give you the last Infinity Stone? Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Mid-Kale Bridges. Now you guys are roasting him. Mikhail Fridges. Yeah, Fridges freezes at the rim. Man, it's a layup, bro. Like, that's one thing I, I, I will say I miss about Kyrie. I don't miss Kyrie. But Kyrie didn't miss layups. Kyrie has the best layup. If he's if he's there, he can get a layup off blindfolded, any angle by the rim. Kyrie is not missing no layups. Bad weather fan says the Nets need to fire Sean Marks and just start over completely because a new GM would take that Rockets deal. Yeah. Any of us, any of us that are GMs in this chat are like, wait, we can recoup our own picks? Like admit that the big three was a fail right they were all talking last night about oh this new big three that kd has joined has already played more games than the last big three i'm like that's not hard to do they didn't play that many games they didn't play that many games my guy will in here what's up fellas glad to see mike on talking nets the best in the business facts mike's got hella podcast episodes me and mike did uh mike delivers pod yeah four years ago now pre-pandemic you know, I- 
pre-pandemic, which is crazy. Pre-pandemic. Everything pre-pandemic seems like it was 10 years ago now. It was yeah. just a different world. We The world got warped. I met him in the John Boy media office. Yeah. I, met I him, was in... Um, you were interviewing John Boy, right? I was interviewing John Boy because he was a delivery driver as well. Not on Uber Eats or anything, but he did local I think he deliveries. did Domino's or pizza delivery for Something, a... yeah. Local pizza place, maybe. So I went to the studios to interview him. That was right before the pandemic as well. And I remember when I went to the studios, they were just starting to put them together. No microphones up, no furniture. I mean, it was in the early, early stages. I was um, in there. I built, I I built remember, tables yeah, where... and chairs and put up stuff. And yeah, that was when the Bronx yeah. office, that was before we even announced the Bronx, the Bronx office was open, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And you had the Nets hat on. I was like, oh, I'm a Nets fan. It's like another Net hat. So I remember that. Yeah. Very That's well. what we do as Nets fans. You see somebody with a Nets, Nets hat on you, like, first you got to check because in New York, a lot of people wear it for the style. But I think I was probably wearing a New Jersey Nets kind of Nets hat or like maybe something that, that I don't remember. I think that I was I wearing my. Uh, it was cold out. I had a, a Garden State. I have a I have a Nets hat that has the old Nets logo and Garden State on the uh, beanie, and it's in black and white. Though I've had that for years. Um, but anywho, let's get back to the show. T Rexy throwing money now. He said when JV put Royce on Nurkic while Henry was on the bench yesterday, it reminded me of Kenny putting Quincy AC on AD while Okafor was on the bench. <laughs> I mean, was Jaleel Okafor ever really a good option? I mean, Quincy AC gives me PTSD, but I mean, Jaleel Okafor, like, hey, isn't... I would take Quincy AC back on this team. He'd bring the right energy. <laughs> ah, I hate the Nets. I absolutely hate them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Harry Giles got into the fucking game. Eric Giles came in and fucked the game up right away. He threw a shoulder. Turnover. Yeah. It was a offensive <laughs> he threw time. a shoulder when the ball wasn't even in. Like, and then he just went back straight to them. Like, I'm like, watching the game. Like, I can't stand these guys. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> John Boy made me start talking nets. I didn't have this idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the uh, Suns game for just a little bit, <laughs> you know. My my optimism for this Nets team is this big. My hope for the trade deadline is this big. My confidence in Sean Marks and Joe Sy leading us back to the promised land is this big. Like, KD, take it easy. <laughs> we get it, bro. We get it. Uh, this is what I said when I opened up last night on the fan. It's sad that um, this Nets world has been built, and it was obviously built on the back of KD, Kyrie, James Harden, and what we just had. But it's sad that we can't even boo right. When Kyrie returned, even before Kyrie returned to TD Garden, they showed up with signs. They showed, they were going viral, stepping on his, his, his face. They, like, they had this whole, where is Kyrie? And then when Kyrie returned, every time he touched the ball, boo, like booze rang down. KD comes back and everybody's lined up to watch him warm up. Like, KD, oh, KD, I still have your jersey. So nice to see you. Oh, glad you're back. Hopefully you're enjoying the weather in Arizona. We're we're pitiful, man. We're pathetic. The Barclays Center 
uh, is stopping people from booing. I had a caller named Sam in New Jersey call my show, my first caller last night. He lost his voice from booing. And he said that one of the security guards, ushers came up to him and said, hey, you got to tone it down. He said every time KD touched the ball, he was getting up. Boo! Boo! And they were telling him to relax. We can't even boo. We can't even boo guys that dipped on the team, left us high and dry. A guy that signed a four-year extension and said, hey, um, I came here only because of Kyrie. Kyrie left. You got to send me where I want to go, too. It's sad. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs. Rihala says, what's sad about this Nets team is they literally put all their chips on BS. And how could you depend on Ben without a backup plan at point guard? Terrible decision making by the front office. Exactly. They bought into the hype. They bought into the hype like some of these weird ass stands that are still like, you know, someone got at me yesterday. They're like, it's your fault. You guys don't support Ben the same way you didn't support Kyrie. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, we did support Kyrie. But the shit that Kyrie did off the court, no one could support. And now Ben Simmons being out as long as he's been out, no one can support that. Like, you guys are so confused. Yeah, Harry Giles trash. But, I mean, they tried to – we did, We lacked the size, the matchup. Like, come on, bro. You're not matching up with, with, with KD, seven foot, Nurkic, seven foot. These guys, KD just shooting over us. Nurkic in there having his way. Book missed his first few shots, gave me the idea that, hey, we were going to be able to hang with these guys. But now, all in all, what I'm saying is Katie got a tribute video and he literally was campaigning to not have one. And you knew he was going to get one. When I say this Nets world has been built, like if his if his foot isn't on the line, who knows what the future holds? You know, like maybe there's a butterfly effect and we have flying cars now. But when the guy comes back to the arena, boo his ass. This is New York. I go to Yankee Stadium, they boo Aaron Judge. How the f can you not like get out of your seat and boo Kevin Durant? I'll pass the mic to Mike. Uh, I have a different view on it. I honestly, I don't know if I, I don't, I wouldn't cheer him, but I wouldn't boo him either. And I think it's complicated because of his decision to come here. I felt more of a depression watching him play and not an anger element, depressed on what could have been. A lot of sadness. I think a sadness. I think when. You know, when Harden comes back, it's a boo. When Kyrie comes back, I'm booing. With Durant, I almost feel like he was just a pawn in what Kyrie wanted. And I don't, I, I think he was also, you know, um, by no stretch of the imagination, um, you know, this great all time net at the same time. He definitely wanted to leave because he had no, he was done with them. I respect that and understand that from the fan standpoint of being pissed off. But I look at it as a complicated matter of somebody that came to this organization and really gave it some life and really gave it a pulse that it had never seen before, where it went from an irrelevant basketball team to one that was front and center, top three in the league. And I see that. And he did a lot of good while he was here. I don't I have a different view of it. I don't look at it. I have a hard time going in there and booing him, even though he did leave. I've been I, I know Alex, my partner, is always confused by this. To me, the booing goes to the other two in the big three. And I I'm more disappointed. Like, why could you have not seen through everybody else's BS and stayed? Um, and not and not booed him, but more just ex extremely saddened. Alex? Um, I, 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 I wouldn't boo. I, if I were to ever go back and I were to see any of those three, I wouldn't boo any of them because 
like there's still part of me that misses them um and i was like lucky enough to see one um like they've only played 16 games together uh what was it 13 and 3 um and i remember all those three losses like those three losses were actually like it didn't even matter like one of them was the celtics loss in the playoffs which and uh, we are swing the series so that didn't matter one of them was the, actually the first game they played together where Colin Sexton dropped like 45 um, in overtime. And then the other one, uh, KD actually came off the bench, if you guys remember, against the Raptors. And then he played like 10 minutes and then he had to leave the game again because of COVID restrictions or something. So that was just, right. that was like all over the place. So like, <clears throat> realistically, one of them, one of them didn't even, one of them didn't matter. The other one, would like actually didn't even let him let us, let them play all together. So really, only one loss, and the first loss was them just gelling. So like, it it just shows you how dominant they were. But um, I'm just rambling on. Uh, but um, the reason why I wouldn't is because I I do miss them. I I do I do miss watching them play. Um, I just don't get why KD is the only one that gets a pass. Like I I just don't understand that because he sort of let all this happen at the same time and when Kyrie dipped he's like okay i don't want to i don't want to run i I will run from the grind like you know it was kind of like the opposite so i don't know why he gets a pass like i that that doesn't make me want to boo him i don't know i I wouldn't boo him just because i enjoyed watching kd weak as fuck dog like like we got to just be real about it like he doesn't get a pass from everybody this is the same dude that left OKC to join the Warriors. Like, I was a huge KD fan when KD was with OKC, buying the KDs. I had the KD four, five, six, seven on, on everything, bro. I used to live with this girl, Dana, and I left my KD7s in the garage, the global games, the all red joints. And when KD dipped from OKC to, to go to the Warriors, I'm like, I can't wear these shoes. I can't rep that. And her little brother, when I moved out, he was like, yo, you left um, your KDs in the garage. You want me to bring them to you? I was like, no. He was like, can I have them? I'm like, yeah. If you're going to walk around with Kevin Durant shoes after he just went and joined Steph Curry and the ch- like, like that shit to me was I, weak as hell. I think that's just part of it. That's just who he is. Like, that's what he does. And he has that a proven is track his legacy. Record. And that is right. why his legacy is tarnished. He can't talk about no GOAT status. He can't put himself in the GOAT conversation. You're not no GOAT. That's a joke. You might be in the GOAT scorer conversation, but your legacy is you ducked the grind. Your legacy is, like, your legacy is even more tarnished that you left Steph. (laughs) They won one without you. Draymond was right when he was beating on your shoulders, when he was calling you the B-word. Like, Draymond was right. So, like, not for nothing, bro. KD is a great basketball player. But he's also a head case and the Twitter finger stuff and his decisions about where he plays and how he approaches the game. He will be remembered like they're like the way we look at guys that wore one jersey. Those guys don't even really exist anymore. I was talking to this kid, Ben, who's a Knicks fan. I was like, the Knicks got a trade for Steph Curry. I'm like, I don't think Steph wants to put another jersey on. And I don't think the Warriors want him to put another jersey on. Bob Myers was on the NBA countdown show last night and he was saying, hmm. He was saying they were perking them. They were making fun of them. They're like, you got outbid by Kyrie. And you guys got to remember that if without Kyrie, Katie does not come to Brooklyn. So when Kyrie was out, Katie was out the end, the end. That's why he kind of gets a pass too, because it was always a, a, a buddy system. 
it was always a duo at the minimum. They got greedy for Harden. They added some other pieces. But like when I talk about booing and when I, when I use the example of Yankee Stadium, like Yankee fans boo our own players that are under contract. <laughs> That's what I'm like, like you boo because like you don't boo because you hate him. And I understand the sadness and you miss what he brought here because we were a national story. We were actually dominant. But like if you're showing up there to boo, boo. And shame on the Barkley Center for telling anybody in there that they can't boo an opposing player. Shout out to my guy Migs from the Brooklyn Brigade. We literally sit in the in the block in the Brooklyn Brigade. And when, when guys are at the free throw line, Migs comes out of nowhere. Somebody boo this man. We all just boo at the same time. So yeah, uh, I, I just want to uh, uh, leave like with this comment before the end of the, uh, we end the show. Um, I saw a comment. Uh, let me just put put it up. If you want to boo boo players, you can boo them. Barkley security should not be telling who paid for their tickets, and I agree because I I, I was actually going through like how many um, NBA arenas have I been to. And outside of Barclays Center, I've been to four. Um, I've been to the um, Raptors, um, TD Garden, MSG, and just recently I went to um, the Stable Center on crypto, Crypto.com. Um, all of them, like, I, I, I'm not trying to be, like, hating on my own team. But the worst atmosphere is Barclays Center, to be honest. Like it, it not like not, it's not like toxic or anything. It's just kind of like still it, so new and evolving and becoming. It's it's whack. It's just there. Like when I so I I went to see the Lakers play OKC a few weeks ago, and it was it was hyped from the jump. Like it was like the intro was insane. Like it it, it got me hyped, and I'm not even a Lakers fan. And yeah, MSG, like it's always loud there. Stable Center is sick. Toronto is fantastic. Mean, you know, it, it, TD Miami Garden. Heat. I've seen yeah. the Miami Heat. I've been to Wells Fargo Center. I've been to a bunch of arenas. Now you got me thinking, I'm like, I've been to like like six or seven of these different places, and they're massive compared to Barclays Center. Yeah. They're brighter compared in the Miami Heat arena, they're shooting off fire before the game. Um uh, I've been to I've been to Miami, Philly, LA for the Lakers. Uh, Chicago for the Bulls is fire. Um, I said the Garden. I'm blanking on on. I've been to I've been to a few because I go to games and shit. You are 100 right. I try to defend Barclays Center, but the culture is still being developed. It is one of the newest arenas in the league, and like not new, like obviously like you know the Chase Center is new, but like they the fans from Oracle came and brought the culture over to the Chase Center. Um. We, we don't have any culture. We don't have any identity. Our history is fucked because we've moved around so much. We've, we've had so many different arenas. We've had, we, we left our fan base. I had a tweet last night that people were feeling because I was seeing everybody talking about KD and KD leaving. And there were so many mixed emotions. I, I put, put this out last night and this was a, a couple bars. And, and this is how I really felt. You know, as I was a Bulls fan as a baby, as a kid, not knowing any better. But then when Jordan went to the Wizards, I wasn't about to follow the Wizards. I became a, a Nets fan at like 12 years old. And I almost became a Lakers fan because of Kobe and, and Shaq. But I, I went with the home team. I said, I don't have a problem with KD leaving. I knew he was going to leave. He requested a trade before we even got to the Kyrie trade. I said, I don't have a problem with KD leaving. I have more of a problem with the Nets leaving New Jersey. It took two years to get over. It is what it is. Everything is temporary, especially in the NBA. Like, I... Like, I'm over KD leaving because look at his track record. Look at what he, he left Steph. He left Clay. 
He left the Warriors dynasty. If you can leave a dynasty, it's easy to get the hell away from Sean Marks and Joe Sy. Yeah, yeah. It, I've been feeling that New Jersey sentiment lately with and like thinking back to a lot of the games because I had been I've been a defender of the Barkley Center, but I just from going there, I just think it's filled with people that don't care. It's it's 10 it's cheap tickets. Yep. It's a fun it's fun, you know, Group like deals. Hey, Go in, being shot, and but games. nobody actually like there is no there's no passion. Fans. They just don't. I would say even the net games in New Jersey, which would get seven to ten thousand people, the seven to ten thousand people understood when it was time to get allowed. I'm not saying it was rowdy or it was this playoff atmosphere when it was Nets versus Pacers on a February night when the Nets were twelve and twenty eight or whatever. But when it was 97-95 with 402 to go, there was an understanding this is when you you get into it a little bit more. But for whatever reason, the people that go to the games at the Barclays Center, it just doesn't click or resonate. And I've been somebody that defended it, but now it's impossible to. There's just not a buzz. It's it's um it's embarrassing. It it it, it really is. I'll go, you start saying defense, defense, and people like. Is what you no, did. Well, I don't quiet, know, bro. I, I no, don't know what this, you know, Even the block and the Brooklyn Brigade. Shout out to them. But I went to the game, the Knicks game last Monday, and I I sat in the block, and I love those guys. They're the best fans in there. Uh, but what can you do when the team sucks? What can you do when the team finds a way to lose? They're not as into it. You can't be. It used to be we're standing the whole game. On offense, it's let's go Nets. On defense, it's defense. When there's you know fouls being shot, like it, it there was like. There was some some culture building, but like the fans can't control what they put on the floor. The product on the floor isn't there. So we've taken a step back. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of bandwagon fans. There's a lot of kids. There's a lot of people that came in just to see KD Kyrie. But the building gets taken over by um, Bulls fans, Heat fans, Celtics fans, Knicks fans. It's, it's standard. And they need to build a consistent team of homegrown talent and start finding the path to like, them being consistent winners and then there'll be a fan base in that building that can actually like quiet other fan bases that actually like can root for the team with some passion and energy this team is hard to root for this nets world has been built i, I will say that they sell out the arena every night and that's what i mean this nets world has been built it's sold out there are actual nets fans the narrative of there are no nets fans that's that's cap but uh it's it's whack now it they is don't make it they don't now. make it loud they don't make they just it, it no people it, it gets sold out but it it's not it's more so or just a touristic attraction and they'd rather go to a cheaper place than msg instead yeah you know it, it, that's, that's what, what it, it is. is it is a cheaper alternate than msg and you can see it i watch league pass as they show around the crowd and like some of the nets gear that people are wearing i'm like this it's just a generic ass like secondary place to go see basketball like they got the harlem globe trotters there might as well be the fucking harlem globe trotter <laughs> all right we got to wrap this up mike thanks for joining us thank you appreciate you pulling up uh i think i did actually get some voicemail so i won't cheat the voicemail people but um mike's got a roll he's got a hard out right now so thank do your thing guys. mike appreciate do you having thing. me all right take care everybody see you guys
I just want to um, <clears throat> point out one comment. As a soccer fan, a Ramon said they need to be allowed at every game with the same energy as soccer games. Um, no NBA court is as loud as soccer games. If an NBA player, <clears throat> there was a really funny tweet where it's like, imagine uh, putting an NBA team, <clears throat> because there's so many soft players when it comes to like crowd, you know, like remember when Luca like kicked out that fan or which yep. is weird because he played in Madrid um, and he's European. But I like, yeah, but he, supposedly, did you hear what they said? What what got under his skin? Yeah, I did hear that. The yeah. treadmill comment and like if he, I guess the guy had been going at it for a while. Whatever you know, you never know. But but the thing is, after like, that ball, so, the game so, after, like you, I don't think I don't think an American NBA like superstar would be able to handle soccer stadiums for even half a season. They'll be like, oh no, hell no. Have you, seen the, Serbian, Kyrie, have you seen the Serbian and uh, Turkey uh, like? of nba arena like that's people jumping up and down it's a ridiculous atmosphere Kyrie couldn't handle uh four rabbis in utah rolling up with signs that say i'm proud to be jewish um russell westbrook wants to jump down every throat of a fan that yells at him in warm-ups or whatever like it's stupid jared williams uh, he he brought up a point jeez my throat but uh he brought up a point when i remember when uh Kyrie uh, went off in game four at TD Garden. That was the game where he like stepped on Lucky's face midcourt. And then he was walking out and someone threw a water bottle. Bro, that happens every – like there are thousands of things thrown at <laughs> soccer stadiums. And 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 they actually like – like the players actually take the piss. They like grab a bottle and they like pretend to drink it or something like that. Like they're, yep. those guys are mentality monsters. Like it's just – it's not the same. We're soft. You can't even go to Barclays Center and boo KD. You can't even get your frustration out that way. It's, it's whack. It is what it is. We're in hell as Nets fans. I guess this is what we get for buying in. I guess this is what we get for actually thinking it was going to be, uh, uh, you know, NBA Finals run. Ha! All right. Two voicemails and we're out of here. Rahala, talk to us. Let's see. Rahala, and I think we got big fan Breezy. Rahala first. What up, brother? Good one, bro. Yo, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, man. Ben Simmons, this mother effer, bro. Ben Simmons, bro. I can't believe this dude, bro. Like, how you come back, forget one game. He only played 18 minutes, bro. 18 minutes. 18 minutes, which, by the way, I'm an advocate of that. I think he should be coming off the bench from here on out. He's a, for me, he's like a 20 to 25-minute player per game. But obviously I was wrong because 18 minutes in, and this guy – Goes for a block and then lands semi-awkward, no big deal. Tweaks his knee just a little bit, and he's out, bro. This is crazy, bro. Me, in my opinion, I think he's ducking the big game. He'll play Utah. He'll duck the Suns. He, he ducked the Suns. He's definitely going to duck the Sixers. He's ducking the Sixers on Saturday. He's not happening. He'll play teams like Chicago, teams like Detroit, maybe Toronto. He ain't definitely playing the Knicks. He don't want no big-time games. This dude is a buster, bro. Real talk. He is a joke. Ah. Why do you why do you think I refer to him as BS? I I, I, I disagree with him, unfortunately. But no, the minutes not... the minutes restriction is obvious. The first game back if you haven't played in two and a half months. Yeah, no, that it's not that. But like I I was I I'll put my hand up and I was the person that always says, you know, Embiid is ducking the big teams every time. Like there's I'm like, oh, there has to be a coincidence for him like not playing. And then it finally got to him when he sat out like last minute against Denver. And then it kind of got to him. And then he played that game against the Warriors. And I watched that game. That guy was not 100%. And 
and then he got hurt again. And now he's definitely going to miss more than five games, and now he's going to be ineligible for those NBA awards. So now, like, I'm just thinking, like, these guys put their body on the line every other day. Obviously, Ben Simmons, like, doesn't. Like, I know he he's injured What's more. That? so, But, like, but at the same time, you I'm just so don't sorry, know what, you. like, I, 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 I just – like you, you don't know what they put their body through, in my opinion. Like back in, but, but I'll say this: like they flashed a graphic of Mikael Bridges, Iron Man. He's like twenty some games away for having the record. I think he's at like 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 four forty. He's got to get to like four sixty two. Mikael Bridges eating Chipotle every day. He could stay out there, and I know he's not really eating Chipotle every day. But these guys gotta they gotta train better. They gotta lift better. They gotta eat better. They gotta they gotta they gotta rehab better. They gotta ice up, son. Get in the shower. Ice up right after. Go to treatment. Like it's not football, it's basketball, dog. I played, like I played every sport, yo. And I know I didn't play at the NBA level, but like this shit is soft. I'm tired of that. With Ben Simmons, he's fragile as hell. Like doesn't play from November six, comes back, and he's now he's got a, a phantom knee injury. Oh, a knee contusion. Okay, yeah. So he's gonna duck smoke. You knew he didn't want any smoke with KD and Book. You know he's not gonna show up for the Sixers game. Whatever, yo. Last voicemail. Yo, what up, Keith? What up, Alex? What up? Um, what's up, y'all? What up, Pan? What up, Chat? I'm um, watching the show. I just wanted to say, yeah, the trades make sense sometimes, but it's also not always personnel. The last game, I put that on coaching. He could have easily uh, chopped on. Could have went to Giles. Could have went to Noah Clowney just to put a big body on Nurkic. There's no excuse not to go to them. There's no excuse having Smith and Dinwiddie and Royce O'Neal. God. Nurkic. So, you know, that's a coach substitution rotation situation opposed to we need a trade to make us better. I just think that Jacques Vaughn has to step up, hold, you know, more weight to, to uh, subbing. And if he does that, we'll be better. Trenton Walker came in, gave us five minutes, two points, uh, no, five points real quick, and then he subbed him out for the rest of the game. I think since Ben Simmons is not there, he should be the backup point guard. But I don't want to ramble on. I'm enjoying the show. I'm just a little, little, little upset about how things are going. Ben Simmons shows up for one game and then he's out the next game. We need a tough. We need tougher players, man. We need tougher players than that. And they should just give the keys to Cam Thomas at this point. Give it, just give it to him. Just say, you know what? We gave it to Macau, but we want you to drive now. And I'll say this in closing. Kim Thomas is doing way more post-game interviews than Macau Bridges. What, what do you think that means, Keith? All right, I'm in the chat. Um, first off, we don't have Dorian Finney-Smith. We also don't have Dayron Sharp. And they didn't have Ben Simmons. Like, this, just they did not have the size to match up with them. Like, Harry Giles, as soon as Harry Giles got on the floor, I knew the game was over. I'm like, they have nothing. You don't have it. You just don't have it. Trendon Wofford, like, I just they, – they don't have the squad, bro. Like, they just don't have the guys. And I know we want more, and I know we're disappointed, and it is what it is. Ben Simmons, you can't rely on. He's out for another fucking two months or some shit, probably. Um, the, the Nets are corny as fuck. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. The, the, the whole, like, I'm not blaming last night's uh, loss on Jock Vaughn. Like, he actually tried to. You're like, not beating KD, you, Devin. You're you, not you're beating not. them. You're not, You're not beating them, especially without two two of our biggest three of our biggest players not on the floor. Like you can't win without Dorian Finney Smith, Ben Simmons, and Daron Sharp when Nurkic is just so like Nurkic was doing that against Claxton. He takes out Claxton, he brings on Giles, and Giles was still getting worked. 
So he actually did try and like Watford's not a very good player. I never thought he was that great. Uh, so I, I just, the, whatever Jacques tried to do, like he could have done any, a lot of th- things. It wouldn't have, not, nothing would have worked. It, like you can't, you, you we weren't going to win that game. Yeah. They don't have it, bros. That's why their record is their record. They don't have it, bros. The front office, like they, they don't have it. They don't have a plan. They don't have a direction. Let's see what they can get for Dorian Finney-Smith. They refuse to trade Mikel Bridges. We just have to be in hell again. And you know what? We've been in, in different levels of hell. You know, like Dante's Inferno, there's different levels of, 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 of hell with the Nets. And this particular one sucks because of where we just came from. And I don't know what to tell y'all. I watch these games every night, and I wish I didn't have to. I watch these games every night, and, and I want to win, and I want to get excited. And I don't care who's in the jerseys. Like, um, we and come on, bro. We beat the Suns' big three last game, though, in Phoenix. Because a- because we had Dorian Finney-Smith and Daron Sharp. Why don't you realize that like, we I actually had two big bodies? What I literally like, just I- said. We did. I, I I before I even said Ben Simmons. I said we don't have Dorian Finney-Smith. We don't have Daron Sharp. I'm not, I'm we couldn't match up with them. I'm not mad at anybody, but I'm saying that's. I watched that game too. I know. I know. We. This is the second time we played them. I know this is the second time we played them. It doesn't matter if you beat a team. Like teams practice and watch film and evolve and get better. Like Grayson Allen. Where's Grayson Allen at? Like, I I got nothing else. So all I can say to y'all is, no, you're good, Dren. Yo, appreciate you, bro. I'm just saying we we're all frustrated. We all want this to change. We all want to win. We all want to go to the playoffs, win the NBA Finals. It's not happening. We, we're, we're coming up on the trade deadline now in one week. Who knows what's going to happen? The last nothing thing I'll do happen. is nothing, nothing will, happen. will happen. Nothing that you're really going to be excited about, right? Either way, uh, I guess some of y'all could take some solace in this, right? Uh, they got all the tools and the pieces to be a playoff contending team and make some noise. They are way better than what their record shows. I'm always following and watching and seeing what they're doing. You know, thanks, Kevin. Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, I guess I'll flash the upcoming schedule. Like I said, Ben Simmons shows up, and they y'all wanted to buy into it so bad. What I did was, like, I've been referring to him as BS because I think the whole operation is BS. But I knew you can't trust him. And he literally got hurt the last minute he played, and now when's he coming back? Who knows? Who knows? So here's the schedule before we wrap up and close. Uh, of course, the Nets lose to the Suns by 16. And they got to go to Philly and face the Sixers. Embiid is banged up, but the Sixers can beat us without Embiid. Uh, Then the Warriors come to town. Expect there to be a bunch of Steph Curry and Warriors fans in the building on Monday. It just is what it is. Same thing with Luka. Oh, you guys are going to boo Kyrie when he comes back? Who gives up? It doesn't even matter. Uh, And then you got the Cavs and the Spurs. I just hope they can beat the Spurs. I hope they can beat the Spurs. I can see uh, two wins from those five games. Maybe they beat the Sixers somehow, just because there are guys on this team that are scrappy. There are guys that want to compete and win. Dennis Smith Jr., Lonnie Walker, Nick Claxton, Cam Thomas. There are and, some and guys. Probably, and probably no Embiid, and Max has been out for a while. So, But at the same time, every great player comes back against us. So um, uh, I bet on them playing, uh, playing against us. Appreciate y'all, man. Uh, next episode will be, I don't know, let's see. If, if the games are... Saturday and Monday, maybe Tuesday, we'll run one. 
uh we got games uh back to back monday and back tuesday back. yeah wow yeah we'll figure it out we'll we'll do an episode we we always try and get at least two games we'll do an episode either tuesday or or maybe wednesday we'll talk about all three games that's all we got man appreciate y'all for real subscribe and like if you're not already subscribed follow talking nets everywhere and uh we'll be back in a few games through two three games hopefully we get one win i don't know man uh for alex for mike for everybody in the chat let's go nets let's go nets brooklyn wait, wait, wait. we're doing that brooklyn nets, brooklyn talk. nets talk right here on idiot